and it's it's kind of like a holiness movement mm -hmm. where I see people who were former gang members praying, fasting, posting right. scripture all day long <laughs> to the point of, you know, whoa. And that shouldn't be scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the prayers of a lot of grandmothers getting answered. But it's only scary if you may feel that you're on the wrong side yeah, of yeah. God's judgment. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber. I am here with our incredible producer, Andrew Morgan, and this is the Sit Up Podcast. And as usual, we are very grateful for those of you who are following along this story as we wound it around. We're in year two as well, uh, and so we didn't think we'd be here, or maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Andrew didn't think we'd be here, but uh, I, I have a little more faith. <laughs> so uh, also shout out to Amina and Matt Brown, uh, Owen, who uh, have uh, so graciously allowed us to use their artistry in the production of this podcast. Also, our sponsors, The Voices Project uh, and the United Methodist Church of the Greater Northwest Area. We are incredibly grateful for uh, their, uh, their sponsorship of this podcast. Today, my friends, we are going to talk with a young lady that I am incredibly honored and grateful to know. Her name is Only Love Alston. She is a native New Yorker. She is a author. Uh, she is a theologian. Uh, she is a community organizer. Uh, she is a preacher uh, and a all around dynamic, fantastic human being. Her book, uh, what we will be talking about is Prophetic Whirlwind, Uncovering the Black Biblical Destiny. Now, now we I, I want to throw out a few questions before we jump in to her interview. Now, Only Love uh, will explain a little bit of this, but my question is, what do you think about black Israelites. Have you ever thought about black Israelites? Do you know that there are people right now on the continent of Africa that see themselves as Israelites, as Jewish? Yep, there are. Now, some of you may have heard or come across uh, the Hebrew Israelites. Uh, and may have a negative picture of them. And I've, in fact, heard people calling them racist. It, I can't wait to hear what Only Love is going to say to us about this. But what has been your interaction with black Israelites? Other question is around church history. Where do you get your church history? Where does it come from? What perspectives 
are you studying and teaching? And who? Have you ever thought about that? How many black folks do you read from history? Not contemporary. Theologians. Those who write commentaries. Historians. How much of your church history has a black perspective? And I will go as far as people of color perspective. A lot of people talk about liberation and don't know that that began in, in South America. Who informs your church history? What if we followed the perspective of people of color back through history, do you think it would land on Jesus being a black man? And if it landed on Jesus being a black man or person of color, does that change your thought about Christianity? Or how will it change your thought about Christianity? I mean, most of the images we see are of this lily white Jesus hanging in churches, hanging on refrigerators, coming to us in commercial images and in movies. Jesus, in that perspective, is predominantly white. But when you chase back history and you start to uncover, you almost go, how can Jesus be white? <laughs> Wrestle with that for a minute, right? How can Jesus possibly be white? I had recently had the occasion uh, and with only love in the Bronx uh, for the Bronx Cluster of the United Methodist Church. That, I learned a lot from this group. And I, I must tell you, being a part of the United Methodist in the greater Northwest, it was really good to walk into a cluster of Methodists and they all be black. I must tell you, that was, that was, uh, that was all right. That felt good. But, but, but are black Methodists really black churches? What do you think? Do you think those are authentic black churches? Now, now, mind you, don't jump on me. I'm throwing out questions that I heard. So don't, don't shoot the messenger. Because I grew up in Philly. At the home of the AME church. And Richard Allen's story. And so African Methodist Episcopal was the thing, AME. And so what is this thing of United Methodists who are black? And there's a cluster of them in the Bronx. And I walked into a room of all black people saying they're Methodists. What do you think about that? Can that be? This is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Let's begin.
mailed hands, bound to splintery cross, lungs that heave for breath, for hope, attempt to inhale but start to choke. He agreed to carry the weight, to bear the brunt of hate, he agreed to be love, to offer himself the embodiment of holy and human walking flesh, his father, had to look away, seeing son, laden with sin he didn't commit, he knew his son had to finish this, death came with the territory, sweet agony, to bleed and grieve, all of this to achieve reconciliation, salvation, eternal connection, death was the conflict, the resolution was resurrection, and to this rule, to his love, there is no exception, no fee to be paid, no blame to be laid except on his shoulders. He carried all wrong, all sin, all disease. He planned this all along, thought of you, thought of me, knew exactly who we'd be. So strong, so powerful that Satan couldn't tempt him. Death couldn't beat him. The grave couldn't hold him. He did all this because he wants us to know him. He breathed his last, taking on the guilt and shame from each of our filthy pasts, removing nails, thorny crown, mocking robe. They prepared him for grave clothes, but Jesus had already settled the score. They went searching for his grave, but his corpse was no more. Jesus came to prove that God not only resurrects tombs, that his arms are still open wide, inviting us all to surrender all, to let him resurrect our hearts, our souls, our lives. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber with Sit Up Podcast, and uh, I'm excited today to be sitting here with Only Love Austin, um, and uh, she is the uh, renowned. Not renowned. <laughs> Not renowned. No, she she is the author of Prophetic Whirlwind and uh, a phenomenal leader, phenomenal woman of color, and uh, we're just gonna have a good time with this interview. Um, her book came out uh, early last year. In right? April. April yeah. of last year. Wow. And so uh, since that book has come out, she has been doing a lot of work uh, around this idea of uh, historic blacks in the Bible. Right. Uh, she's going to explain that. But hey, only love. First of all, introduce yourself. And then, I, then I'll, I'll shoot us off with some questions. Introduce yourself. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Reverend Leroy, and for being here and coming to the Boogie Down Bronx. <laughs> um, we are live from Calvary United Methodist Church, where I'm going to be doing a Black History Month lecture using a lot of the information that's in the book. So this is where the rubber hits the road, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. Prophetic World When Uncovering the Black Biblical Destiny is not meant to just be on the bookshelf, but it's meant like for Bible studies, right. for lectures, for taking into the community. So my name is Minister Only Love Chica Alston, and I um, am a native New Yorker, um, have been living in Harlem for about 12 years, and but I'm from East New York, Brooklyn, and I work as the lead organizer for Urban Youth Alliance, Bronx Connect, where I get to organize clergy and court-involved youth to help end mass incarceration. And I'm just um, excited and blessed that Voices published Prophetic Whirlwind as one of its first books. 
And it was pretty risky because we're prophetic whirlwind, as the title says, is uncovering the black biblical destiny. So uncovering the hidden blackness of the scriptures that has been distorted, that has been erased from Genesis to Revelation, and then actually going into what does this mean for justice in our community and for redemption of humanity. So I was blessed to be able to go to Nigeria, Togo, Ghana, Morocco, and Israel and visit African Jewish communities or African Hebrew communities, depending on what terms you use. And I'm mess both Messianic and Orthodox or conservative and was able to eat with them, worship with them on Sabbath, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have some sessions with the sisters about women's mm -hmm, empowerment, mm -hmm. um, travel to every Igbo state in Nigeria except for one, and the Alstons were taken from Nigeria, and that's been confirmed through oh, cool. um, DNA, through oral history, mm -hmm, through mm -hmm. our association that holds our family's history because the Alstons were one of the top 10 slave-owning families mm. in America. So you'll meet many African-Americans mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even people from Barbados with the name Alston. That's interesting. I, where I grew up, we had a family whose last <laughs> name was Alston. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So, so all right, let's, let's jump in here. Uh, first of all, let me just, let me just say this. Uh, she's a native New Yorker, right? And uh, uh, we'll get to this a little bit later. Yeah, I know but, but, but we got to talk a little bit of football. Yes, we do, because I'm so, burning in so my soul. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but um, so Only Love, so I need you to, to, to talk a little bit about this. Folks have, um, you are part of a Messianic Israelite mm -hmm. denomination, right? Or congregation. Congregation, yes. right? And uh, people get that really confused, right, mm -hmm. with Hebrew Israelites and what mm -hmm. people people are, like contribute to that is a lot of racism, a lot of mm -hmm. hatred and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, I need you to yeah. like straighten that out, yes. right? Uh, and explain some, the differences. Yes. So number one, um, black Hebrew Israelites or Hebrew Israelites can't be racist because racism is prejudice plus power. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they can be prejudiced like all people, but you know, no Hebrew Israelites have done an inquisition mm -hmm. like the Catholic Church. No mm -hmm. Hebrew Israelites have exterminated millions of mm -hmm. Jews like the Lutheran Church helped do in Germany. No, you know, they, mm -hmm. um, no Hebrew Israelites, except for one fringe group, has ever like killed someone in the mm -hmm. name of their faith. Mm -hmm. So we have to be clear about that. So when you hear the term Hebrew Israelite, just like when you hear the term evangelical mm -hmm. or Christian, there are many sects and organizations and denominations. Right. So right. some come from historic Hebrew Pentecostal denominations mm -hmm. like House of God, um, Church of God and Saints in Christ. Marvin Gaye grew up mm -hmm. in House of God pillar of truth mm -hmm. and his father mm -hmm. made Sabbath miserable mm -hmm. when it's supposed to be a delight which is why <laughs> he kind of walked away from faith um, but my congregation was founded 67 years ago by the late Mother Mickens, mm -hmm. um, and we're celebrating our 67th anniversary this February 29th, mm -hmm. and we're probably the oldest um, African-American Messianic Hebrew congregation in New York City that's not wow. a Hebrew-Israelite camp. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, um, I, my congregation is within the Hebrew-Israelite tradition, but mm -hmm. this tradition goes all the way back to Africa. It mm -hmm. goes all the way back to Rabbi Wetworth Matthews 
in Harlem who helped Marcus Garvey build the UNIA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have um, fundamentalists or more radical right. groups, but many of them are saying truthful things about racism. What That's, denomination doesn't have yes, fundamental yes, groups? And right? Yes, because so, you and I met <laughs> exactly. on the evangelical side of things, but you and I also speak very strongly against racism, mm -hmm. white supremacy. So many people will judge any um, Messianic Hebrew, Hebrew Israelite, even black Jews mm -hmm. by a few clips they've seen online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what this tradition goes all the way back to West Africa when African Jews or African Hebrews sent mm -hmm. a letter mm -hmm. to rabbis in Europe saying we're lost tribes and we mm -hmm. need help. Mm -hmm. And Rabbi mm -hmm. Harry Rosenberg is a white rabbi who one of his ancestors mm -hmm. got mm -hmm. that letter and he preaches about you know, the blackness of mm -hmm. the Hebrews. It includes, you know, there um, at the New York Jewish Film Festival, it was a sold out um, film about um, a black Hebrew woman from Chicago who has one of the strongest anti-gun violence programs in the city. Mm -hmm. Out of Rabbi Funi Capers' congregation, and he's Michelle Obama's first cousin. And the Board of Israelite wow. Rabbis spent Passover 2012 in the White House. So we have to be careful not to demonize a whole tradition. My congregation, um, they feed 200 people a week, mostly Latino. We're made up of Africans, African-Americans, African-Caribbeans, whites, different people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Basically, um, with what it means to be a Messianic Hebrew is that you believe the Hebrews of the Bible were in our black people. You follow Torah, but you still follow Yahshua or Jesus mm -hmm. as your redeemer. So mm -hmm. some people may say like, oh, you're like black Jews for Jesus. But it basically, <laughs> and um, you know, we do evangelism, we mm -hmm, do mm -hmm, missions. Mm -hmm, I do missionary mm -hmm. work in Bahamas and Africa. And for me, the, the key thing is redemption. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. When you get past labels and the color of the people in the Bible, at the heart of prophetic world, when by the time you hit chapter three, mm -hmm. it's my testimony of how I accepted mm -hmm. Yahshua yeah. in a, a black Baptist church in East New York. Even though I follow Torah, I don't follow Torah as um, like trying to get God to redeem me. Mm -hmm. No, I follow it um, in gratitude for my redemption and to keep the continuity of the culture. Many people don't know that early Puritans in America kept Sabbath and didn't celebrate Christmas. Um, there is even an Eskimo prophet that is very famous among Eskimo um, Christians who mm -hmm. kept the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. um, there were many people who died in Europe keeping mm -hmm. the Sabbath because when Western Constantinian Christianity came in, the Hebrew or the Jewish people were pushed out and there were actually Catholic edicts saying if you did anything that was deemed Jewish, you could not you know, be counted as a follower of Yahshua or a Christian. And if you don't know who Yahshua is, he's Jesus Christ of <laughs> Nazareth, but that's the name his mama called him. But I, um, I see a lot of assumptions being made, right, right, even right. like against, if you look at even Reverend Jeremiah Wright mm -hmm. and his congregation, um, Trinity UCC, mm -hmm. which also teaches the black roots of the Bible. He's been demonized. So yes, we have our um, fundamentalists or more of our radical, you know, people that mm -hmm. are more vocal, but we also, but we also have, you know, people doing great domestic violence work, mm -hmm. people going and reaching young black men in prison and engaging them right, right. in scripture, you know? So I think, 
you people really need to, if you want to read Prophetic Whirlwind or from Babylon to Timbuktu or the plethora of books out there, even written by African Jews, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. understand the tradition and not just go by a sound bite. Because for any evangelicals listening, you don't want people judging right. you by a sound bite. So <laughs> why do you think, why do you think, why do you think you scare people so much. Why, why are people scared of this? Why, people why are, does this upset people? Yeah. So, I mean, I made a joke on Twitter. I said, um, you know, Catholics preach hate and millions die in the Inquisition. Mm -hmm. Hebrew Israelites preach hate and you're inconvenienced on your um, commute to work. Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. I was little, you know, well, when I was in high school and we hang out downtown Brooklyn, um, you know, they would be out there preaching and I would be running, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. want to, you know, and I'm not a part of any group that preaches hate. We don't preach hate at Bethel. One of our strongest members is a white brother mm -hmm, and his mm -hmm. daughter. But um, I think people are scared because if Jesus is black and if mm. the chosen people are people of color, then they have a conviction for who they are have abused and continue to abuse. But the whole idea of a chosen people is not one people are better than the others, right. but one people are just chosen to reconnect all humanity back to God mm -hmm. because in the garden it was broken. So it's more about the anointing that is on black people, whether it comes to justice, mm -hmm. worship, entertainment, all of that, mm -hmm. and this is to mm -hmm. our black people, all of the blessings we have, um, as a people are really supposed to be to point humanity back to God. But I think people are scared because <laughs> right, right, they don't want right. to reckon with what Reverend Jim Wallace, my friend and mentor, calls, mm -hmm. you know, America's original sin, mm -hmm, racism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so you said something interesting there. So if people follow uh, uh, what you're saying, mm -hmm. they might come to that Jesus was black. And mm -hmm. do you think that is the that's the crux of the matter, Be mm -hmm. crux of the matter in the United States? Because the thing is, in Matthew 25, Jesus said, not just what you do to the least of these you do to me. Mm -hmm. We we cut out a word. He said what you do to the least of these, my brothers mm -hmm. who is naked at the highest, mm -hmm. who's poor at the highest percentages, mm -hmm. who's in jail at the highest percentages, who mm -hmm. faces mm -hmm. a lot of droughts. We all know the pictures of Ethiopians facing droughts. Mm -hmm. When you mm -hmm. look at Matthew 25 mm -hmm. and those least of these that are being named, and then you, it's, it's basically a midrash on Deuteronomy 28, which tells the Hebrew people, if you don't follow God, you will be in these least of these positions. So if we are saying we worship Jesus, we worship Yahshua, mm -hmm. and he's black, then the way you treat black people is literally right. how you're treating yeah. him. <laughs> Even you posted on Facebook that someone said you come off as angry, and I've mm -hmm. never experience that of mm -hmm. you. You probably, you know, you know me, so mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, well, all Hebrews are not the same. Right. But I think people project anger mm -hmm. and scariness on um, on any black person mm -hmm. who raises their head and says, you know, I have a, a God-given right mm -hmm. to justice. Mm -hmm. When you really get into this Hebraic reading of the scriptures, you get into all of creation is groaning for 
the son for who the sons of God really are. Right, so all of right, creation right. is groaning for the revealing mm -hmm, of the sons and mm -hmm, daughters of mm -hmm, God. Mm -hmm. So the idea is not that Hebrews will or lost tribes of Israel find out who they are and kill everyone. No, uh -huh, uh -huh. the idea is when these oppressed people find out who they truly are in God, right. they're going to be able to free all of See. humanity, which is why <laughs> I know a white brother from Bosnia mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who is a part of a Hebrew mm -hmm, ministry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he is one of the most active members. And he talked to me about what the United States did to the former Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he, he is educating black Americans about what this country did to his people. And he sees his lot within our yeah, lot, yeah, you know, and yeah. Yeah. These are some of the conversations that I wish, you know, in the Christian church could mm -hmm, happen, mm -hmm. you know, but why is he fellowshipping with us and not in a, a Christian church, you know, because if he really said how he felt about what America did to the former Yugoslavia, he might get judged. So um, I think at the heart of it, I don't really like to get into terms. Mm -hmm. Many of my friends who call themselves Hebrews are trying, are young black people mm -hmm. and older and all ages trying to follow scripture right. in its full integrity. And it's, it's kind of like a holiness movement mm -hmm. where I see people who were former gang members praying, fasting, posting right. scripture all day long <laughs> to the point of, you know, whoa. And that shouldn't be scary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the prayers of a lot of grandmothers getting answered. But it's only scary if you may feel that you're on the wrong side yeah, of yeah. God's judgment. So I think I think uh, I think there's nothing scary about you. Mm -hmm. um, you are a fantastic leader and minister and woman mm -hmm. of God that I have gotten to know. Um, Voices is absolutely honored. Uh, to have been able to publish Prophetic Whirlwind. And we recommend to all, everyone listening, mm -hmm. that you pick up a copy of Prophetic Whirlwind, uh, Only Love Austin, uh, New Yorker, uh, and uh, just fantastic, fantastic theologian. Um, and I think, I think that's what's gonna surprise people, mm -hmm. right? People, people uh, put who you are and what you do and what you represent into this category mm -hmm. of uh, of out there of mm -hmm. off when mm -hmm. you are a theologian and you have studied deeply mm -hmm. these scriptures so thank you for what you give to the world and thank you reverend leroy for all you and voices do to elevate the voices of people of color thank you for all of your support even though you're a dallas cowboys fan and that breaks my heart but we're praying for I you because i'm a giants up. fan we yet we yet praying for you the mothers at bethel we pray we for had you. a good interview going and then <laughs> this new yorker gotta gotta rise up you know yes so. what i say about prophetic whirlwind is basically a big giant gospel track to black people oh, and nice. anyone who loves black people and at the end of the day, the message of Prophetic Whirlwind is that God, Yahweh, loves his people so much that he never stops pursuing us and mm -hmm. he'll never stop pursuing anyone who is listening now. Mm -hmm. This is just another way to tell the glorious love story of mm -hmm. the gospel. And some of the biggest fans of Prophetic Whirlwind are not black people <laughs> because when you read it, you actually yeah. get to see the heart yeah. of God for all of humanity. Wow. So thank you. Well, thank you for being with us. This is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Let's begin. Live life like you know.
set ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.